We'll have Alan Hahn, the host of Bart and Hahn nationally on ESPN Radio. He'll call in in a couple of minutes. I mean, the New York sports scene never relents. I mean, it's 12 months a year. If you're not talking about the Yankees and the Mets, you're talking about the Jets and the Giants and... I don't know how much the New what York a spot Islanders to be a sports radio host, man. Honestly, I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I mean, there's yeah. just so much content, so much to get to. I, I, I am always curious. Like, how do you allocate? Let's say you're doing a the first up of ESPN New York. Like we talk okay, a lot so about the Leafs and the Raptors and the Jays. Yeah. I don't know. That's a difficult so one. Let's just evaluate. Okay, so in the NFL, you've got the Giants that are always making news. You've got the Jets that are potentially going to make a big move at quarterback. In the NBA, you've got the New York Knicks. Everybody's always talking about the Knicks. And the Brooklyn Nets, who've been the biggest soap opera in the NBA this year. And then in the NHL, you know, the Rangers, okay, up until this year, they've sort of always been in the mix. And then the Islanders just make a big trade in the NHL, like, just a plethora of well, sports topics to talk yeah, about in New York. And, it's crazy. And the, and the Devils and the have been Devils. playing really well. I mean, the Devils. Yeah. Let's bring him in. He's the only man who can answer this question. It is Alan Hahn. You can hear him nationally on ESPN Radio. Bard and Hahn, one of the finest broadcasters at uh, the Worldwide Leader. And he joins us here on First Up. What's going on, Alan? How are you? I'm good. How you doing, boys? What do we got We're going on? Yeah, it's a very busy time right now in New York. <laughs> How do you it handle is. that? It How do you is. handle that? Are you kidding? You guys know how this goes. In the morning, you go, what are we going to talk about? And there's times <laughs> of the year where you're dying. Like, what, what, we need some kind of news. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie, manna from heaven. I mean, he always brings you something. There's always <laughs> yeah. something going on with him. And, you know, the Knicks are, are oh, that, that frustrating team that rips your heart out one night and then, you know, has your heart pounding the next night. Um, baseball teams are almost getting started. Both of them are going to be very good. And you mentioned right. it. The hockey teams, lots of news going on on the ice in New York as well. The Rangers last night with, you talk about a way to come back from all-star break. That was a fun one. The Islanders making a huge trade. The Devils have been very good all year. So, I mean, and of course, there's the football teams. I mean, I'm sorry. Am I running out of headlines yet? I don't know if we have enough time today. (laughs) Do you, like, how how long is your show? Like, we do a four-hour show here. Like, do you feel like you run out of time to talk about all this stuff? Yes. Yeah, we have a three-hour show, and we get calls from the very start to the very end with a lot of passion. Like, even on, you know, the Jets haven't played since the end of December, early January, and yet they're in the headlines because of a pursuit of, of Aaron Rodgers. Rogers, you know, and what, yeah. what's the latest there? And Aaron Rodgers playing at Pebble Beach, and he keeps throwing out little Easter eggs about his what he wants to do and all the Raiders trying to get him. So, you know, you get callers that we'll be talking about one topic, and they'll call and say, never forget about Kyrie. Tell me about Aaron Rodgers. How are we getting him? What's going to happen? So that's really what it's about this time of year. It's the best time. This time in the fall, the two best times to to have a radio talk show in New York. God bless you, man. God bless you. Man. <laughs> and I'm with you. We, we love talking sports here. But, man, if we had that many teams to cover, it would be I, – I would absolutely love it. It would be amazing. Um, well, Alan, since you mentioned the New York Rangers, I just want to quickly touch on your thoughts on the game last night. How do Rangers fans feel about Jacob Truba? Because, man, has this guy made a name for himself. He, the, the, oh, yeah. the, the Rangers made, named him captain last year, and mm-hmm. this guy plays with his heart on his sleeve and plays the way that fans love to see hockey players play with that physicality, and he backs it up with the fights and stuff like that. If there was a popular guy on the team, would he be one of them with the fans? He's definitely, 
Yeah, I, I think he's one of them. I don't know if he's in the top three. I mean, they, they love Igor, obviously, and, and Zibanejad is, and Panera. Like, those are guys that really stand out. In New York, they always love the young guys as well. But, you know, I think Truba is what you want when it comes to a captain, a guy that's kind of your face of the franchise because he's high-character guy. He wanted to be here, by the way. That was also something when they did trade for him a couple of years back. This is where he wanted to be. That's important as well. And he does play with the jam that, I'll tell you what, like, you know, my son plays hockey. This is, the game is not what it used to be. And we all say that, and we sound like old men complaining, but I'm not complaining about it because it's a lot more fun and open ice and scoring. But, you know, Kadri can't have his head down going into the zone like right. that. Like, you got to have your head up. I mean, it's still, it's still a physical game. And what Truba let him know is, all right, your head's down. Here comes the freight train. You know, and I thought that's one of those hits that gets the building jumping. It also got the Flames a little angry, which they should, and they stick up for their guy. Mm-hmm. It made that game, for a first game after an all-star break, that game had like a sizzle to it. That was fun. But I think Truba doing that in those moments, and he's, you know, he's obviously been a big hitter. He can bring some offense as well. I love guys like that because I don't want that element to completely be gone from this game. I still think it's a big part of hockey. It's a big part of the appreciation of hockey. And especially to me, in markets like New York, it's how you keep people talking about this sport that I personally love so much but doesn't get nearly the amount of coverage and attention that the other sports get in this market. Our guest is Alan Hahn from ESPN Radio, MSG in New York. I think the exact opposite of Jacob Truba when it comes to the NBA would be Ben Simmons, who is not tough, (laughs) is not resilient. And I wonder, Alan, if enough is being made about just what a remarkable albatross the Ben Simmons contract is for the Nets. Mm-hmm. And yes, Kyrie was a poisonous individual. Uh, you know, some of the antics and the things that he was doing, no doubt a massive distraction. But what the Nets gave up to bring Ben Simmons in, now he's missing games yep. with knee soreness. He is shooting 44% from the free throw line. He is like Shaq <laughs> and Ben Wallace from back in the day. You can't use him at the end of the game. He's completely unreliable. Right. I mean, how mm-hmm. irate must brooklyn nets fans be with that situation in conjunction with everything that's happened with Kyrie. yeah but do you see the outfits he wears to games when he doesn't play at least he's yeah. bringing some style to it you know yeah. i mean at least you get a little something for the gram every now and then i'm with you i'm with you i mean they gave up james harden james harden didn't want to see here's where it all begins and it all it's funny how it's six degrees of Kyrie irving because the reason why you have Ben Simmons in the first place is because of Kyrie Irving. How's that? Because you trade for James Harden, which is what Kevin Durant wanted. You get him, you bring him in, you got this big three, and now you should be the favorites to win it all. And James Harden was so like, like he wanted nothing to do with Fed being up. there from almost the minute he got there. He shows up and then he realizes one thing, which is you know a, a realization that they have to have in, in Brooklyn is they get there and they think, all right, we've got star power on top of star power. We are the it team, right, in this market in New York, which loves basketball. No, nobody cared. He was – so James Harden, they asked him to do, like, little commercial spots and social media stuff to help promote playoff ticket sales. Think about that. I'll sign this for you if you buy playoff tickets. Think about that. Three stars, <laughs> that level. And everybody's like, yeah, whatever. Like, you're not the Knicks. You're not playing at the Garden. We don't care. And, and so once he saw that, and then on top of it, when Kevin Durant was hurt, Kyrie and he just did not get along. 
James didn't like what he was seeing, and he's like, get me out of here. This is not worth it for me. This doesn't help me at all. I don't like being second fiddle in this town. Get me out of here. And then Daryl Morey saves him and brings him to Philly. So because of that, because of the Kyrie stuff, because he and Kyrie couldn't get along, Kyrie did not welcome him with open arms, that they actually uh, butted heads a lot in practice. They have to make this trade. And by making the trade, they say, okay, well, we'll take Ben Simmons. We'll see if we can rehabilitate him because he didn't want to play in Philly. And that didn't happen. It's only gotten worse to where Ben Simmons just finds reasons not to play. How about this part? The Nets now are trying to find somebody that could be a really good, versatile wing defender who could bring some offense to put around Kevin Durant. Wait a minute. That's what Ben Simmons is supposed to be. <laughs> 40 million a year, Alan. Play. 40 years, million. 70 million bucks. Oh, 70 See, I was million thinking this. One thing you could do if, if the Nets are like, you know what, we, we're just going to hit a major reset button, trade KD. The whole league wants Kevin Durant. But you would say, ah, but you got to take Ben Simmons, too. <laughs> how many teams would be willing to do that? Uh, well, I mean, there have been a lot of negotiations, at least reportedly, between the Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sure you guys were tracking yep. that closely yesterday. Fred Van Vliet in rumors surrounding the Nets and Spencer Nidwitty mm-hmm. draft picks. What do you make of the Van Vliet rumors, the OG Ananobi rumors, and Pascal Siakam? It seems like the Brooklyn Nets just love everybody that Toronto's got. Do you think there could be a match made before the deadline on Thursday? I think Van Vliet would be a tremendous addition for the Nets. I think he'd be a great fit for them. If they can pull that off, that would be something that would really change my mind about what they could become. And I think for Kevin Durant, he'd be really happy about that after losing a a scoring point guard like that. I I just think Fred would be a great fit there. OG, to me, the Knicks have been related, uh, connected to OG Ananobi for a couple of weeks now. And that, I look at that as a great fit for the Knicks because they really do need like a wing three and D guy to complement their starters. RJ Barrett really hasn't had a great year. This year, he got paid, and he's just kind of been up and down. They might have to put him on the bench and have him become like a a bench scorer for now. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see which New York team makes deals with Toronto. Now, I've known Masai Ujiri for a long time. One thing I know about, I love this conversation we had years ago when they traded Bargnani to the Knicks, and then there was another deal going on, and he wanted another first-round pick. And I said to him, how many first-round picks are you going to take? And he goes, as many as they'll give me. So I do think that he'll be hunting – for a lot of first-round picks, and we'll see who's going to be willing to pay up. But Fred VanVleet on the Nets would really open my eyes. I think that would be a major headline if they can get it done. And for Toronto, I guess it's time, right, guys? I mean, is it just is it time yes. to hit the reset button there and, and kind of look at you know Barnes and, and a few other of those younger guys and say we're going to have to retool this thing and uh, and do it you know with draft picks and through through you know developing young players again like they did the first time around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's time. Um, you know, you think about where this team has come from the championship in 2019 with yep. the same core. This has nothing to do with how we feel about the players, but I think just the group together has hit its peak. And yep. they're just, they yeah. just can't take it much further. And you just got to find a way to reshift your focus. So I, I'm with you. I, I, I think, yes, absolutely. They have to hit the reset button here. And I hope they do. I really hope they do. I, I'd be very shocked and disappointed if they didn't. Especially with mm-hmm. the with the idea of what's out there to, to help improve this team, but in saying that, uh, I wanted to follow up with your your Kyrie um, explanation to this to this team. How do you think he's going to fit with Luka Doncic in Dallas? 
I think there'll be a there'll be a honeymoon where we're like, wow, this looks great. <laughs> you know, that there's always that. And then I think in time, I'm not watching Kyrie as much because Kyrie right now knows he's costing himself money. And that's what this is about right now. And he also eventually wants to play himself to the Lakers, whether it's a sign and trade in the offseason that Dallas, you know, can can pull off or something. But there, there's there's something that you you just feel like he's eventually going to end up with the Lakers and LeBron. So this is a smart move for Dallas to take, you know, try to catch lightning in the bottle. And Nico Harrison, their GM, was an executive with Nike. He's known Kyrie a long time. But Jason Kidd, very influential in this whole thing as well as the head coach, because he understands Kyrie's known Kyrie a long time, and they feel like, you know, they can work with him. They'll be fine. It's Luca. I wonder. Is he willing to defer? Would he be willing to share the usage of the basketball, the dominance of the basketball? Because from what I've seen of him early in his career, they had other players. You know, Christoph Porzingis was there. They played well in the bubble together. But then afterwards, you could just see that he just wasn't about, oh, it's, it's time to call plays for KP now. Yeah, I'm not into that. And he just puts his hands on his hips. <laughs> like, I, I think that's something to watch over time. How much can Luka adjust to, at times, letting Kyrie cook because he's got the matchup and you just be a spacer? And I don't know how long that goes with him being satisfied with that. They've got to win a lot for him to want to put up with it, and it's up to Jason Kidd to just be in his ear and whisper to him about how important it is to winning. So that's what I'll watch closely is how well that works over time. In the first couple of games, first couple of weeks, it might be magical. It could be. But I don't know overall. And then defensively they got worse too, which as we know, come playoff time, that gets exposed real quick. Well, it sounds like the Raptors, as we're well aware, will be very active heading into the deadline on Thursday. Perhaps deals with New York teams, as you mentioned, now. And so uh, we do appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Big fan of your work and would love to do it again down the road. Thank you for this. You, you got it, guys. All the best. All right, same Alan. to you. Alan Hahn from ESPN Radio, MSG Network Studio Analyst. New York accent, man. It's just meant for sports radio. That's the way I look at it. And I used to listen to a ton of ESPN Radio New York in my early days here at TSN. And, again, it was Ryan Rucco and Alan Hahn, and, and those guys were just holding it down, the New York accent, talking about the Yanks. Love it. <laughs> it's just, I love it. It's just great stuff. The Knicks and now the Brooklyn Nets, who, depending on how you look at it, and I, I do wonder how it all plays out with Ben Simmons, like as despised as he is by the Philadelphia 76ers fans. I wonder when it's all said and done if Brooklyn fans might hate him the most. And, <laughs> man, he's averaging seven points and six rebounds. He's making he sucks, thirty-five million. Man. He's he he's just sucks. bad. He is just bad. And and you know, I, I used to think I, I really did think that a buy low on Ben Simmons last year was a really shrewd move. But he had he just lost the confidence. If you have a guy on your team shooting forty-four percent from the free throw line, you cannot have them. In the closing minutes of games, you just cannot have them on the floor because it's just going to be you're just going to foul the guy. It, right. like, it doesn't make sense otherwise, especially when you have Kevin Durant on the team as well. What do you want? Ben Simmons shooting free throws or Durant shooting 18 right. foot jumpers? Pretty easy choice for me. So what a debacle it is for them. And I don't know how you figure out a way to get rid of Simmons two more years after this. Jeez, Dear Lord, that good luck. Strike it at the right time, man. Yeah, he's got it's a amazing, new girl like, as well. You know, uh, after after oof. everything this guy's been through for the last two years, like I understand he was going through back, and I think it was a knee issue that he was dealing with. 
I mean, you could have still stood at the free throw line and practiced your free throws. <laughs> no kidding. I think it's just mental, man. It's just mental. He's no, lost yeah, okay. all you know, his confidence. You know, you know what I think it is? I honestly think he doesn't like playing the game of basketball anymore. I really believe. I mean, Allen just talked about him making more excuses not to play than to actually play the game. To me, that has nothing to do with ability. That has everything to do with mindset and how you feel about what you do for a living. This guy has lost all interest in wanting to play basketball. And it's clearly evident when you watch him play. He does not want to shoot the ball. They're paying him $40 million to be a difference maker. They're paying him $40 million to shoot the ball in the hoop. And he doesn't even want to do it. <laughs> no, he can't do it either, even if he did want to do it. It's it's an unbelievable fall from grace. And it's not like he's 35 years old. He's he's young. He still he should have a long period of time where he's a quality NBA player. But for whatever reason, and maybe one day there'll be some kind of expose on what really went on with Ben Simmons since that game against the Atlanta Hawks where he passed up that dunk. And basically from there, everything's gone completely off the rails for him and his career. So, man, must be fun there in Brooklyn, just carving Kyrie and Ben Simmons every morning. That's a, a true delight, a true delight there. So thanks to Alan Hahn uh, for joining us from ESPN Radio. We also have Freddie Coleman coming up in about 15 minutes' time. Also from ESPN Radio, we'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup. Maybe he's got some prop bets for us to hit Coco because you and I have been discussing that off the air a lot about the color of the Gatorade, Rihanna, a big topic as well. So we'll see what our man Freddie Coleman's got. Plus Mitch Holtis from the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. He's coming up at 9.30, perhaps live from Arizona. I don't know if he's traveled down there quite yet. I know our colleagues at TSN are down there right now. We saw Davis and Kara Wagland and Luke Wilson. I imagine Duthie's there as well. So uh, shout out to our team down in Arizona. We've got lots more to come here on First Up. And if you miss any of the program, make sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can see the individual guest segments and the hours as well. And while you're there, give us a nice five-star rating and a positive review. Or just, you know, nah, let's, let's go with positive review because Very we read these things and, and we take it to heart. First Up continues. More the fourth hour right around the corner. You're listening to TSN 1050.